Today we're talking about the emotional repercussions of change and isolation. Welcome to Biz Besties. I'm Jody Kenny, And I'm Miranda Von Fricken. And this is the place where we talk about the importance of collaboration in work and in life. And Miranda, every time we close our podcast, we tell people to grab their favorite beverage yes. and get their Biz Bestie and press play for the next episode. So I figure we should probably explain why we wanted people to do that and what we're doing, what we're drinking when we do it. I think at first we were drinking wine when we thought of this, right? So <laughs> we thought they would grab a an adult beverage and be silly with us. But I think as it has progressed, we've changed our beverage. <laughs> well, I mean, I think for now, like right now, um, just so you know, I am drinking water. I am really trying to get my health back. I stepped on the scale oh. and I won't tell you the number 20 uh, <laughs> that it said that I had gained over the past four or five months. Yeah. But that was an eye opener to me. And so now I'm just, you know, I always drink water, but I'm just being more mindful of drinking more water so that way I don't snack. So for me, that's what I'm drinking today. What are you drinking? And so for me, the scale also went up and I don't care. So I'm drinking a Starbucks, not sponsored, but totally open to it. Carmel Macchiato. It's got all the flavor and double the calories. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. So uh, we drink, you know, something while we're doing the podcast and it just provides us a little bit more. Um, happiness to our day. Seriously. I do love beverages. But we do want to talk about the emotional repercussions of change and isolation, because as you know, we are currently, um, you know, I don't know, how many months, five months into the pandemic. Yeah. Um, But this can really resonate with people on any level. So people listening to this 10 years from now can listen to this and say, yeah, I'm dealing with isolation and um, change and I don't know how to do it. Yeah, this is even true, too, um, no matter what the season is, right, whether we're in the middle of COVID right now um, as we talk about this, but this could just be anybody personally in the middle of a a season in their own life or business where they feel isolated. I think sometimes it happens around us and sometimes we do it to ourselves. So this conversation that we're about to have can help no matter what the situation is. So I'm going to start by just saying a little bit about my experience. So right now, um, I'm only working two days a week at my primary job, which is a news anchor. It's my, you know, it's my, what I get paid to do. Um, and I love what I do for a living. Um, you know, I feel like I really truly make a difference, but as the weeks have gone by, I have felt more isolated and, um, kind of left out of the, the, you know, flow of things. And um, so I've gone through an emotional roller coaster and I've been eating, you know, <laughs> like I don't normally eat. I, you know me, I usually eat very healthy, yep. pescatarian and, um, you know, water. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. fish, fish and ve- water, <laughs> fish, vegetables and water is usually what I eat. But, you know, I've been allowing chips to creep in mm. and that's my way of coping. You know, my way of coping with isolation and stress is to eat. And that's not healthy for me. I've been the same way. So in the beginning, when this first happened, I was really focused on um, homeschooling my daughter, right? Because we were still in school at that time. So um, I was very busy with that. And then also, I don't have a nine to five. I run my own business. And that's primarily what I do is coaching and speaking and creating content. So I kept that up in my morning routine, was still strong as ever. Um, But then as she got out of school and summer hit Mm -hmm. and... COVID was still going, I think it was just taking its toll on me emotionally, um, where the morning routine that I had created wasn't doing it as much yeah. as it used to. Yeah. I too started snacking more because you're in the house and you're you're like buying for like 
three months worth of groceries because at the time people were hoarding toilet paper and there was like no meat and we didn't know what was happening. Um, so we had all this extra food in the house and not a lot of you know work taking up time because obviously we're not on stages anymore yeah, during this time yeah. and, and, and things have changed in my business a little bit. So snacking kind of took over too. Um, and for me, it's like legit meals. It's like chicken parm and potatoes, chips mm -hmm. and dip sometimes but <laughs> i'll take i'll take your chips and dip yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i think what we have started to learn is that you know there are ways that we can deal with the isolation um this is going to be a part one to a uh, two-part series on how to deal with it um so I, I'm wondering, you know, if you're listening right now, leave a comment for us and tell us how you're dealing with your isolation. Um, you know, I'm, I'm starting to change and I'm starting to feel more connected to things and I'm trying to make myself more intentional yeah. on, you know, how I eat, what I eat, um, what I'm doing f for my life to make myself feel good. But, you know, the isolation part is real. It really is. And so it's all different levels, right? So some people are still going to work, so they're still seeing their coworkers. They're still having that morning commute, that afternoon commute. They're stopping at the store on the way home. So they, they get a little bit of that energy from other people. And then there's the other end of the spectrum, which I feel like my household falls into. My husband does go to work, but myself, my daughter, my son, we stay pretty isolated um, just out of like extreme precautions. So I'll go to a grocery store or to a Starbucks, you know, once in a while, but you know, we haven't ventured out to like a store. We, we're not even like, I'm literally hiding the fact that I'm here right now, although yeah. I'm sure my husband will be listening at some point, <laughs> <laughs> but we're so cautious about, you know, who we're around because my husband has, you know, higher risk and I have something that's a little higher risk too. So we're just very, very cautious about mm -hmm. this. Um, and my husband lives a little in the fear-based mentality where he takes things to the extreme and I try to honor him and, and make sure that, you know, we're, you know, being fair in the house at making a joint decision to kind of isolate and not really hang with friends. So for someone like me, who is like an extreme extrovert, gets my energy from other people, loves to like be, you know, in the crowd and, and a life of the party kind of person, it's taken a, a big emotional and almost spiritual toll on me. You know, my prayer life has kicked up a notch, but during the season, the the ups and downs, that roller coaster has really, the highs have been high because I'm like, woohoo, let's go to Starbucks. And like all of a sudden I feel like I'm free as I get in my car. And then, you know, we go home and we've been in the house for two or three days and I find myself just sitting on the couch because I'm having a really hard time um, with the isolation part of it. And it's, again, affecting life and business. Yeah, see, I've been fortunate to be able to still go out to work um, twice, twice a week. So I go to the TV station twice a week, but even that is still kind of isolating. There are only five of us in the building yeah. that includes the security guard and there's only one person in the newsroom and that's me. Oh, yeah. So it's, it is very isolating. And, and at first when I, um, you know, it, like you mentioned the roller coaster factory mm -hmm. at first, when I went in there, it was like, Oh, okay, fine. I can do this. No problem. You know, first couple of weeks, it was great. You know, just get in there, <laughs> do the job and go home. Um, then it became, does anybody even know I'm here? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Does anybody even care that oh. I'm here? Even though we have like a bridge, a phone bridge where we can hear others talk. Nobody was ever talking to me unless they wanted me to get up on set and do a story, <laughs> you know? It's an and, illusion. Yeah. 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 And then, um, you know, then it got to the point where I got used to being alone 
And when anybody came into the building that wasn't supposed to be there, or anytime I would hear the door open, I would kind of freak out. You know, I would freak out. I'd be like, well, why is this person here? And I'd be like, where's my mask? You know, yeah. and these are people that I, I know and care for and work with. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but they would show up and I'd be like, ah. Yeah, I remember one time I was on set and um, somebody came in, one of the first few weeks, somebody came in and brought us some uh, breakfast sandwiches. And it was just so wonderful to see that person. <laughs> but she freaked me out. Yeah. Because she, nobody's supposed to be in the studio with, with me. There's only, at that time, there were only four of us in the building. Did you eat the sandwiches? Of course I did. <laughs> of course I did. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, I, it brought up the the fact that I, I really think about my senior friends, my senior citizen friends. Yeah. And, yeah. like, my family members. And, um, you know, I'm being more intentional to uh, spend some time and talk with, you know, my senior members of my family to make sure that they're okay. Um, especially my aunt. She lives by herself. And, you know, now I kind of understand more deeply mm her emotional roller coaster that she's probably gone through over the years that, um, you know, she probably, she won't even talk about, but yeah. you know, she, she has to feel exactly what we're feeling. Um, so I think, you know, there are many repercussions. Where, where do you see that we're going to go from here? Cause I've been thinking about that. Where are we going to go from once we kind of get back to normal? You and I, or community as a whole, the community as a whole. So community as a whole, I think there's going to be a hybrid, right? There's going to be the people who go back to as much norm as they possibly can, right? They're going to continue to have barbecues or parties or go to events if events are being held. And we're even seeing that now, which is kind of scary because we're still yeah. in it. Yeah. I mean, there there are some, it's funny. So we'll see like the neighborhood kids run around um, and play with each other, mm. which, you know, they've, <clears throat> excuse me, they've taken precautions. I Only hanging out with those same families and, but people still go to work, people still go to the store and even... My husband, who is extremely cautious, had to be quarantined for a little over a week because he accidentally came in contact with somebody at work whose kid may have been sick. It was just like a, a long yeah. story. Yeah. But um, they were still having him quarantine himself. And to think as cautious as he is, there was still a scare in the house. It, it is pretty scary. So I think there's going to be people who are still extreme for a long time. They're going to change their habits and behaviors. But I think, unfortunately, and hopefully there's a way, maybe even you and I, with the work we do in the community, we can help to change the emotional side of the transformation that's happening within us. Um, for me, somebody who's very outgoing, um, I'm, all, I'm all of a sudden becoming a little more introverted and a little more fearful when I'm around people. Not you right now, but... We are seven feet apart. We measured. <laughs> but we, um, but going to, my daughter and I did go to Target one day because we just got new puppies. So we needed some stuff for the puppies. And anytime someone would come down my aisle, I, my heart would pound a little bit faster and I'd get more, you know, scared of just people coming down the aisle. I coming, get that. Yeah, it's crazy. And I get that. I never felt that before. Like I'm the person who would make friends at a gas station, right? Mm -hmm. Just pumping gas. Yeah. Now I'm afraid when I see another person. And I think that's something that will need to be addressed. Well, for me, I um, work out. I've really kind of committed to, you know, getting my workout routine back, even though I can't go to the gym, which is really frustrating for yeah, me sure. because I love to lift weights. Mm -hmm. And um, my body fat percentage has gone up because I'm not lifting weights. But um, that's a side note. I don't know. I needed to even <laughs> tell anybody that. But it's just exactly what you I felt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't care. But I've started running again. 
And, you know, running definitely takes a toll on my body. Yes. It hurts. My hips hurt. My knees hurt. It's just not the best for me. You should just lunge around your neighborhood with that I know. bag around your neck. That I you should lunge. <laughs> I should. I should do body weight lifting, but I can't do that right now. Like, right. It, I just need the support of the machines because, yeah. you know, my back hurts, my hips hurt, and it, so it puts me in a proper position. So I've started running again, but even when I'm running, I am running down the street, and I see people that are on the wrong side of the street because when you're running, <laughs> you need to run. Run, you know, you with need the to, traffic, right? Yeah, you yeah. need to walk and run with the traffic. And how come people are walking? I thought with, you walk against. No, you the walk traffic. against. Okay, you you walk and, and you, run against. Right, and then you. Bike. But when you bike, you yes. go with. Yeah, gotcha. So, how come people are in the wrong lane? Because <laughs> like they do I, what they want. I look at them and I'm people like, <laughs> okay, now I'm gonna have to go all the way across the street. Yeah, and then like look like a weirdo that I'm trying to avoid them. And then I go all the way back over to the other side of the street. I don't want them to think that I think they're this alien person. Right. Well, just think you're being respectful, right? Like if, if that's the way we need to be so we don't cross each other's paths too closely, you just say, oh, I'm being respectful to her and to myself. Not sure why they're not doing their part, but I think we can only control ourselves. Yeah. All right. So I think we're both kind of um, dealing, you know, with the repercussions and um, emotions in in different ways. And we want to ensure you that change and isolation is real, that we're both dealing with it as well. And, um, you know, so we're we're in this together. Yeah, you're absolutely not alone in this, even if you live alone. I did a webinar early on in COVID to a a group of seniors, actually. It was a financial gentleman who had a bunch of seniors that he works with and asked me to speak to them about some ways to overcome isolation during this time. And I was giving advice like every hour, dance, put on some music and dance Mm -hmm. and, you know, and get outside a lot. And some of that advice I was taking myself in the beginning but i think it because it's stretching out so long it's just like not as effective anymore but just like any maybe workout plan that you may be used to you have to switch it up to keep your muscles like almost like tricking them you know every couple of months you have to switch it up so i think that's something that you and i are getting a little more creative about because what worked before in the beginning of the pandemic is no longer working for us emotionally um so it's time to switch it up a little i agree all right, so we set this as uh, part one of a two-part episode, and coming up in part two, we're going to talk about what we are doing to combat that isolation and uh, ways that we are trying to create community, uh, whether it be virtually or um Virtually, emotionally, virtually, yeah. <laughs> virtually, or, virtually or I was wondering what you were going to say next. Virtually <laughs> or virtually. <laughs> so we are going to talk about that in part two. So that's coming up. Um, so we invite you to stay with us. And we do really want to thank you. Yes. And grab your favorite beverage, of course, and your biz bestie. Press play on the next episode and we'll see you soon. Yes.